Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare welcome to the hardwood handicappers podcast they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, f***ing geek. A, a f***ing like geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. What's up and welcome in. It's another edition of Hardwood Handicappers. I am Jonathan Von Tobel, greeting you from vacation. Had a little time off. So did a little NBA preview with Jim Root, a lot of fun, got two weeks off, now we're back on the old grind as we look ahead to the NBA season in a little bit. We're going to actually uh, take a different route on the podcast this week. Daniel Alvari is going to be with us momentarily, VEASAN host and WNBA handicapper. We're going to take a look at the WNBA second half beginning on Wednesday. they got the standalone game on Thursday night that Daniel has an opinion on. Uh, but the WNBA is a pretty fascinating betting market, I think. And so I wanted to take a deep dive and get somebody's perspective uh, you know, that follows it. Uh, not something that I have done in depth. I have paid attention a little bit here and there, as you'll hear in our conversation with Danielle. But when you get niche betting markets like the WNBA, I find them pretty fascinating because those who have information and solid information can find themselves with a really solid edge given the fact that these markets aren't as heavily covered, Right. Oddsmakers are not as in tune with these betting markets as they would be a public market like the National Football League, like the NBA, like Major League Baseball. And it's pretty fascinating from that standpoint, tracking line moves and seeing what that's going to be. But the WNBA second half is about to begin. And there's still opportunities from the futures market. you got teams that are turning it around on winning streaks. Minnesota has been absolutely dynamic heading into the Olympic break. you got a team at the bottom of the market. And the Indiana Fever, who might be a bet on team going forward as well as they start to turn things around. Injury updates, too. So without further ado, let's welcome in Danielle Avari, who is nice enough to give us some time today. And Danielle, you know, you have really dived, dove, <laughs> dove in, uh, in depth into the WNBA this season when it comes to handicapping it. So what has been your takeaway through your first like year from day one to today covering and handicapping the WNBA? Yeah. 
Uh, well, depths is, is generous because it's definitely my first year that I've gotten really just dived into it a lot. I kind of wish that I had watched it more growing up. I don't know if it was readily available as it is now. It's obviously grown in popularity a lot since then. Um, so this is my last year is just obviously when I started working with VSYN, getting into betting, I was like, why, why would I not bet on these WNBA games? Um, they're more fun for me to watch personally. Um, and also I make more money on WNBA than I do on NBA. So it actually helps me out there too. So yeah, I just got really into it this year and it's just like such an easy product to buy into. So what's it been like tracking it differently like this year, like in terms of like from a betting perspective, right? Not just watching it as a fan, but tracking it all year long from betting, whether it's following trends, betting overs and unders and sides right. and futures. What's that difference been like for you? Well, so as you can imagine, the lines in the NBA are pretty sharp. I don't know if you know that, JVT. They're pretty <laughs> sharp. Uh, the WNBA, they're not quite as sharp, uh, which is really helpful. And you're not seeing a lot of public money, really, as people talk about betting on this. So you're seeing a lot more um, sharps and things like that. So the public's not moving the line so much. Um, but it's been really interesting, obviously, because uh, the WNBA style of play is very different, as you know. We'll get into that a little bit, too. Uh, but... The thing is, there's 12 teams in this league, so you can you can know pretty much every player pretty easily. And also because there hasn't been expansion and things of that nature, every team has a superstar almost. And so every team is kind of in that scrum, in that fight at any point in the year. And really, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but the top six teams are kind of all in the mix right now to, to possibly win it. Yeah. Oh, my fever, right? They're still they're still alive for a playoff spot. So, oh, okay. so let, let, let me ask you. I'm not you gonna this. crush your dreams yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, it, it is a niche market, right? You know, the, the the NBA is is very saturated with public money, but I would assume that with it being a niche market and with odds makers not having a depth of knowledge, how you know there's there's operators out there that don't even have people to set NBA odds, they just mirror Don Best and go from there. So right. I would I would assume that there is some fluidity with these numbers, right? Like, do these move on a night to night basis when it comes to sides and totals where you see some movement? Uh, I think it's similar to a lot of other sports where you'll see a lot of line movement closer up to the start of the game. Uh, but as you know, I mean, when we had the WNBA All-Star game, there was right. just a crazy thing that happened with the total. Obviously, it was like 50 points off. It started at like 240 or something, dropped all the way down to 190. Um, so that's kind of a crazier thing that you don't see happen in other sports. But like you said, a niche market. And so, you know, someone set a line. I think it was at Circa and they came forward and talked about it. But yeah, like there's just not a lot of people working on these, as you mentioned. Yep. So uh, this is what we're going to get into. Second half starts. Uh, well, I mean, what is it today? Uh, today's Thursday recorded. Is it the Commissioner's Cup? Is that what they're calling it? It's the Commissioner's Cup. Yeah. So what I'm is this? Excited. This is just a, like a money thing, right? Yeah, it's a new thing they did this year. Uh, the winner gets $500,000. Um, it is the Sun and the Storm who have uh, secured a spot in this year. And both of them had players in the Olympics that just came back. Um, obviously, Sue Bird. We had John Quill Jones, I believe, was there. Um, and of course, Brianna Stewart. So all back from the Olympics and $500,000 prize on the line. Um, the sun are favored by one and a half and the total sitting around 152 and a half right now. I did grab the storm on the money line. I was going to grab them plus one and a half, but I was like, come on, like, what are we doing? So yeah. I took the storm money line plus 105. Uh, and then I also took the over 152 and a half. You mentioned this is something I forgot to ask you about before in our, in our little pre-show prep, but what's the angle for you on, on players coming back for the Olympics? Like Vegas has a lot of players, right, that are coming back that played for the yeah. Olympics. So they got like five players total or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh I don't see it as necessarily being a problem. And here's why, because the WNBA players play year round. Yeah. Like they play year round. I mean, Brianna Stewart from the storm, she came off of winning the Euro league, I think, and was the Euro league MVP, I believe. Um, but she just won the Euro league championship and came right back into the season. And like, it almost helps them. Right. It keeps them in that rhythm. 
So let's talk about the game first and foremost. You know, in talking to me, you know, I'm a basketball nerd, so I like to talk about X's and O's as much as I do like betting. So, so my observation in, in watching very little WNBA and looking at the players who seem to be some of the best players in the league, not as much as emphasis of three-point shooting, low post play, like, you know, front court players seem to be some of the more dominant players in the WNBA. You educate me a little bit on that. Right. So you're talking about, oh, sorry, I'm flying here. Um, you're talking about the, uh, the Asia Wilsons, the Liz yep. Cambages, the Sylvia Fowles, the Tina Charles, you know, these, these big powerful ladies. Um, so there's a couple teams that I think still play that way. I think that historically, as we look back and again, like this is my first year diving deep into this. So I'm still getting into all the history of it. I think it has relied on post play, obviously good defense, running a good offense with lots of motion. Uh, there's teams that really still depend on that. The aces are a really good example. Not a lot of perimeter shooting actually take the least amount of three pointers, but they have the highest three point shooting percentage. So the ones they do shoot, they make. Um, but they do rely more on the post. And why wouldn't you when you have, you know, 2020 MVP Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage, who's just a bully down there. She is scary. Um, she's laughing when she's posting up Tina Charles. I would not laugh in Tina Charles' face. Um, you also have, you know, uh, some younger teams coming in here, too, that are kind of bringing in this three-point game a little bit more. So you're seeing the Liberty and the Wings. They're just young teams that love to shoot a three ball. They shoot it the most often. Uh, but they both struggle defensively, and that's probably to be expected of these younger teams. And obviously, the Wings with a new coach, the Liberty also a new coach in the last year or two here. So um, the Storm, obviously one of the favorites here to win everything. What they do well is a little bit of everything, right? So Brianna Stewart, she will shoot a three ball, but she's also huge, right? So you can have mm -hmm. her in the post as well. So I think traditionally people think of this, and they're like, yeah, they play mostly in the post. And that's true for some teams. But I think you're seeing this new wave, and even like Paige Beckers, who's coming up from UConn, Three point. Like, so I think we're going to start to see the three ball come to play a lot more as the WNBA progresses. Yeah, because that's what stuck out to me. Like, so when I'm looking at the, the team that it's in our backyard, the the Aces, right? We're about plus yeah. 10, depending on where you look to win uh, the WNBA title that you mentioned right. it, right? Near the bottom of the league in some three point categories. Like, I think they average like a half of a three point field goal attempt from the corner per game. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible going from handicapping the NBA over the last six months to looking at some of these statistics for the good teams <laughs> and being like, wow, like this is uh, like they, they is love the, the mid-range. Right, yeah, like they love <laughs> mid-range shooting. They love playing ah. inside the arc. So yeah. uh, I'm curious, like to me, in my mind, that's a red flag, but it, it probably shouldn't be, right? At least the way that the league is today. Well, so as far as the mid-range goes, I'm with you. I know that like I've talked to you, I've tried to make you my Yoda and tell me how do I look at these stats? What am I looking for here? And you've mentioned like that mid-range, usually, you know, not a good sign. And if you think about it, the other teams that are close to them, the only teams that do more mid-range shooting than them with attempts and, and even makes are the Fever and the Dream. And those are two of the yep. worst teams, right? So not really company you want to be in. So I don't think that the mid-range game is helping them at all. I think that their strengths, obviously, um, they lead in offensive and defensive rating right now. So both sides of the court getting it done there. They lead in points in the paint, attempted, made, all of that. They, like I said, highest three-point shooting percentage, but they hardly shoot them. They have 300 less attempts than the Liberty. Like, it, it's just, like, such a huge gap who, are, who lead in the most attempts here. Um, the Sun and the Storm have closer to 400. They've shot about 290, so it's like they're just not throwing those up. And I think that's going to hurt them when it gets down to it, right? Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the three-pointers, they're worth more, right? So mm -hmm. that's a problem. Well, and, and that's, you know, for people who are listening, and that's always been my point, and to what you're speaking on, right? Like, the aces are going to be really good. We're not saying that in the yeah. second half they're going to fall off. But if you're talking about once you get to those those two later rounds, right, where it's best of fives, is that right? Best of fives in the last two rounds? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So when you're talking about winning a best of five series, that's when you're like, okay, like if the mid-range shots aren't falling over the course of a best of five, that is going to be something that it might start to get you. So that has really stuck out. But so we're looking at the odds, like plus 210 for the Aces, coming up mm-hmm. right behind them, plus 240 for the Seattle Storm. Then there's a small gap. The Sun are at five to one. We'll get to them. But the Aces and the Storms, is that accurate in your mind that there is a gap? It is the Aces, it is the Storm, and then you get to the rest of the contenders. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Interact with the show on Twitter at me, JVT, at Roach underscore 97, and at VSIN Live. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I don't think so. I get it. I get it because those are the top two teams for sure, but I don't think there should be that big of a gap between them and the sun. Um, The sun were really surprising in playoffs last year. And obviously, you know, like I have a ticket on them um, that I grabbed early. They were the first team I grabbed a future on. The only other team I have one on is the Chicago sky. What number do you have? uh, Sun I grabbed at plus five ten. So that's what I have on them. Um, And then the sky I grabbed at like plus nine like 900 or so um i grabbed that one started july when candace parker came back and it just completely reinvigorated that team for sure but they are just not a clutch team so i'm a little bit worried about that i know that sounds kind of silly but like they're zero and three in overtimes they just cannot close out games that they should close out and most of those have been against the connecticut sun so a very good closeout team uh they're good at getting it done and they do 
it's going to sound like I'm underselling this, but like they do enough, right? Mm -hmm. So like their first and second chance points, their second in offensive rebounds, fourth overall rebounds, John Quill Jones averaging a double double. Um, they're not so great at fast break points necessarily. And they are definitely the slowest pace team. I always talk about this and I talk about total bets, right? Is whenever there's a Suns game, especially at home, I'm like, it's going to be a low total. You're going to see something maybe even in the one forties, which is crazy, but they make other teams play to their pace. Most of the time. Now, the one exception I would say really has been the storm, which is who they're going to face in the commissioner's cup. The storm kind of do what they want with people too. They tend to have a slower pace of play, but when you have Brianna Stewart, you have Sue Bird, you have Jewel Lloyd, it's just going to be a higher scoring game. They're good for 80, 85, 90 points. Um, so that'll be interesting to see who kind of controls who for the Commissioner's Cup game here. Um, I think that this is going to be actually a really big game to see, to kind of set us up and see what we're going to see in playoffs from these two teams. I like it. So it's time to pretty much reflect like the order of the teams. I found interesting in net rating, right? Like if you look at the, uh, the standings or the statistics, uh, the order of net rating is the order in which you pretty much find the futures board. But one thing that has stuck out, right. which a lot of people probably don't know if you're just diving into the WNBA second half, um, Minnesota. So they rip off seven straight wins heading into the yeah. Olympic break. So you tell me what happened, because there's some statistical stuff that totally <laughs> sticks out over their win streak. But like, like, what is with this turnaround to rip off seven straight wins after starting five and seven? Yeah, um, man, they, they definitely, no one thought they were going to start that way for sure. They had a lot of free agent additions from the offseason. It looked really promising. They're obviously a really strong team historically, especially on the defensive side of things. They had Ariel Powers, Natalia Chanwa, who they added, um, but they were ruled out for an extended period of time right at the start of the season. So kind of had to make some last minute changes. Um, they've had other players miss time, Jessica Shepard, Crystal Dangerfield, Demiris Dantes, they've all missed time this year. Um, and Ariel Powers, she's been dealing with a bunch of different injuries. So she was out with a hamstring. Now she's dealing with this thumb thing. Um, so really just having to overcome those, um, I think is really what why their season started off so rocky. The other thing is they've made some additions too because of those, those injuries, they had hardship signing, right? So they added Lashia Clarendon and I loved this. I was reading about this earlier and like, I love a cheesy pun. And I think you do too. People are saying she's the missing links <laughs> because she kind of started to get this team to run together. She, she just made this offense run so much smoother. We were seeing the links at the start of the season. They looked like five individual players. Now we're seeing an actual offense run. Um, Clarendon has the third highest assist rate in the league right now. And they went 10 and three after adding her to the roster. So obviously like not a complete result necessarily of her, offensive output or anything I think um she's averaging about 25 minutes or so for them people just talk about that intangible of course the leadership the floor general um, she's got a lot of experience and um you know she's been recording a lot of assists so she's just been making that offense flow a lot easier so I think that's also why you've seen them kind of have this resurgence um but they've had to kind of overcome a lot of injuries as I said and by the way they have Sylvia Fowles like mm. come on three-time defensive player of the year um they still have that seven game active winning streak. She's been tallying 16 and a half points, 11 and a half rebounds or so, almost three blocks a game and shooting 60.8% from the field. You know, uh, she anchors the defense. They've posted that crazy defensive rating, 92.4 when she's on the court. She leads the league in that defensive rating when she's on the court and she leads the steals. So I think Sylvia has been there from the start, obviously, but now that the offense is running a little bit smoother, she's able to kind of get her rhythm. They kind of have their big three going here. Um, I think their head coach, Shell Reeves, done a really good job with them as well. So Nafisa Caller and then Kayla McBride as well, adding to that offense. No, that's great. And see, that's what kind of, to me, when you have a player like that, right, that's a, a perennial defensive player of the year, I would. it's safe to assume that they're probably going to maintain some sort of elite defensive play, right? So first, second, right. third in the league, whatever it is. Yeah, the offense is what stuck out to me. 
So you think the offensive sur- like surge here over the last seven games, maybe not like an offensive rating of 107.3, but you think it's sustainable that they're going to start to even out here a little bit offensively as the season goes along? Yeah, I think you're going to yeah. continue to see that kind of stabilize. And again, they were just trying to kind of get their footing under them, and now they kind of have that big three going for them. So they're 650. Legit threat to win the title? I, I think like defensively, right, in this league, like when you're this good, I think you're probably a legitimate threat. And if they're going to even out, if we're talking like 657 to one, would that be worth it for anybody who's not involved yet? So, I mean, you have to decide if 650 is good enough value for you, obviously, on a play. Um, if you want to have a play, it's not my favorite one that you could get. I would, I would almost grab the sky before that. Okay. Um, I do have my reservations with them as well, obviously, but I think you have them at a little bit longer odds. I think I saw them sitting around nine to one, um, just because, I mean, Minnesota, I believe made it to the semifinals last year. They got knocked out by the storm, I believe. So of course that defense gets them there. Uh, but we talk about defensive ratings here. There's six teams uh, under a hundred. The sparks just barely making the mark. I'm going to toss them out just for the sake of this conversation, since we're talking about winning a title here and it's not the sparks this year. Uh, the aces are number one, the sun um, behind them, a defensive rating, then the sky, then the storm, then the links. And those are the teams that you're talking about. We're going to see in the playoffs and have a shot to me at winning the title. So I include the links in that, but again, they are fifth right now in defensive rating. They're not even up, you know, in the top three right now. So what's the, what do you think the upward mobility of teams are that are kind of long shots, right? Like, so for example, you know, uh, the, or the bubble year in Orlando, I bet Miami 80 to one that December to win the NBA finals. And sure enough, they make a run to the NBA finals and we get an 80 to one ticket or I do into the NBA finals. So you can hedge off of that and feel pretty good, but you know, this is the NBA teams get better and you have, you have a much longer, like, um, area or i should say time you have more time to get better right you don't have that much time i think some of these teams have what 11 games left or something like that it's a 36 game season it's right so like when you're talking about taking shots you know you mentioned chicago and the range i've seen from seven and a half to one to nine to one next team Mm -hmm. on the board is a phoenix at 14 to one right like those double those double digit shots to me on the surface just don't seem like it because you just don't have enough breathing room to kind of get better and get yourself in a playoff picture even though all these teams are technically so live for a playoff picture this is the hardwood handicappers podcast only on the vsin podcast network there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you talk about the, the NBA, obviously a lot more teams, right? A lot more variation and a lot more talent also because the league's been around longer. So it's just had more time to develop. Uh, that said, on the WNBA side of things, 12 teams and it's the most talented players. Like there's not even enough teams for how much talent there actually is right now. Um, that said, like I said, top six teams are going to be the ones you're looking at. It's not going to be any of the teams that fall lower in that, that defensive rating or even offensive rating. So we have the Liberty, the Wings, the Mercury, the Mystics, the Fever, and the Dream. The ones maybe have the best chance, the Mystics, you know, kind of a more veteran team. They've been there before. They've done it in the last three years here. Um, but just struggling again with injuries, I believe, right now. Natasha Cloud's been having some issues with them. She's important to that offense. And they've just been not running very smoothly. And then the Wings, they're like a fun, exciting team. And the Liberty, too. But the Liberty got off to this hot start. Now Sabrina's dealing with an ankle injury. So um, they're fun. They might be the future, but this is not their year. The Liberty, the Wings, both kind of young, not quite there defensively yet. So when you talk about who's going to win this, there's a reason that the Aces and the Storm are the, the top two teams on the odds here. The, the, the ankle injury for Sabrina, that kind of like that rings a bell with me. She's had that for a while, right? Hasn't she been dealing yeah. with ankle injuries? Is that like Steph Curry-esque worry? Because Curry early in his career had ankle problems. Yeah, um, I think it is. She's been kind of working through it. But you can tell when she the time she has come back and gotten in the game that it's still bugging her. Yeah. Um, and she's just not moving the same. So obviously you hope that that gets fixed. But it's unfortunate because they came out in the first couple, I mean, four or five games was so fun to watch Liberty. And they were so good to bet on because they were underestimated, even though they had done this complete rehaul or overhaul rather of their team this season in the off season. Yeah. So I facetiously mentioned my team, uh, the Indiana fever, because I got lucky in one <laughs> game that I hit. You just at you, you brought up. Is that why they're your the team fever. now? Yeah. They were catching three and a half. I don't even remember who it was. You caught um, the fever. Oh, but, I, but I am interested because they did win three straight going into the break. Actually, I think the second act, like the longest active winning streak right now in the WNBA, the Indiana. Oh, fever. Besides the links. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, right? Because, you know, they are technically within like four games, but there's 11 or 12 to play. So that's going to be tough. <laughs> But I want to ask you, are they going to be a bet on team heading into the second half? Like, are they not as bad as people expected after the three game winning streak? I mean, look, the Liberty and the dream aren't very good, right? Not that impressive, but they did beat, I think the sun, right. As part of their winning streak. And mm -hmm. if you look at some of their net rating numbers over the last six games, Danielle, like they're an average team, actually, they're not that bad. They're, I think they're only getting outscored by like a half point, every 100 possessions. Is this a team that is a little going to be undervalued? Maybe not good and making a postseason push, but we'll be catching points and in the right situation worth backing. No, <laughs> just going to start with them. So, uh, so you mentioned the sun, they did beat the sun, which was, yeah, like, I, I was on that game. I was, I don't think I don't, I might've been on them because it might've been a big point spread, but um, I was very surprised that they got the win for sure. But some context there, that was four games in seven days for the sun. The last three were on the road. That was the last one. They shot really poorly from three, which was kind of uncharacteristic. And then Danielle Robinson on the fever career high in points. So not really duplicable to me, not really repeatable. Um, but 
a good win for them nonetheless. And also I believe they were on like a 12 game losing streak at that time too. So they were hungry. They needed that win so bad. Um, I, when I was kind of going through and, and analyzing every team so far in the first half of the season, I was doing strengths, I was doing weaknesses. And I also wrote team style for each of the teams and just like, what, what do they remind me of? And this team, the, the fever, I hate betting against them because they're super scrappy, right? So they drafted Ari McDonald from Arizona um, or Ari, excuse me, Ari McDonald. And she played in the NCAA tournament as we saw probably, or anybody watched that this year, uh, they lost to Stanford, but she's this small guard. She's scrappy. She's not afraid to take it to the hoop. And that reminds me of this fever team. She turns the ball over a lot. Um, this team's third most in turnovers. They shoot the most from mid range. Why, why do you guys do that? Um, they're 11th in defensive rating. So no defense to speak of. And so just a really hard team, like when they're, when they're playing, you know, another team for me to handicap because I'm like, I don't know what's going to show up tonight, but I also think that anytime you can get a big point spread on the fever, I like to grab them because mm -hmm. they cover the spread more often than not. Um, they covered their last four games heading into the break. Um, so to your point, like, yeah, are they a team to bet on if you get in a big enough number, but most of the time, if there's a really, really solid team, if you're looking at top four teams, like the aces, the storm, the sun player, like teams of that nature, if they have like a nine point, you know, if they're minus nine versus them, there's a reason and they can cover it. And that's the thing in the WNBA as well. I think when you see those really large spreads in the NBA, it's like, whoa, what the heck? Like, I'm not going to, you know, bet a nine. Mm -hmm. I bet a 15 and a half on the aces that they covered easily, like several times. So the best, like the cream really does rise to the top in the WNBA. Well, and I would think that's kind of style too, right? Like going back to the beginning of our conversation, you know, the three point shooting adds a lot of volatility to a game that has yeah, you know, what 100 possessions, 110 possessions. So you can get back within a number like that with the WNBA. If it's a little bit slower, half court oriented, front court oriented, those leads are harder to get back into because there's not the volatility of, oh, shit, Donovan Mitchell's hitting three consecutive three point shots. And all of a sudden we have a nine point run in 20 seconds. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the fever. It's it's hard. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I shouldn't have said no so hard, I guess, because it's a little bit. Yes, it just depends on how many points you're getting with them. Yeah. But I'm wondering if based on how they finished off the second half of the season or the first half of the season, if there's going to be an adjustment kind of in the books, if they're going to notice that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they kind of what they kind of react to them. But it's just hard because their style is pretty much to try to speed yeah. people up. That's why you see all the turnovers well, so um, I'll, and I'll just put try to way. get it back. I'll put it this way then yeah. against teams like the sparks or the dream, right? Like, you know, I was reading, Oh yeah. Like, like there's a lot Maybe of turmoil fever. with Atlanta right off the yeah. court and like their second interim coach at this point right now, the sparks yeah. have lost six straight. Their net rating is atrocious. I think I feel confident in saying they're better than those two teams at least. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. In that situation, what's hard is at the start of the season, the dream and the fever actually played a couple times. And that was the worst game for me to bet on. It's the hardest game for me to handicap because they're very, very similar teams. The only difference I would really, I mean, they both turn over the ball a lot. Actually, no, I think the dream actually do take care of the ball a little bit better, but they also have a little bit more post play. They have Monique Billings. They have some bigger people that they can kind of get that going. So worst case scenario, they can get those easy buckets in the restricted area. Um, that's kind of where their bread and butter has been. They, I mean, that's kind of the only difference I see between these two teams. So it's hard because it's basically like, well, these are two of the not great teams and they're not great offensively some nights, but there's absolutely zero defense. So it's very hard to predict the total for that game, especially. Um, but yeah, against a team like that, I would for sure look at the fever because they're just, I think they hate that they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> they hate that they're bad. They fight so hard in these games. Um, but the sparks, man, um, definitely the team that's been, dealing with the most injuries, like just from the, from the get-go. Um, they didn't have the Ogumike sisters. NECA is back now, I believe. She's coming back after dealing with a knee injury. Um, she's also, like, a little bit of drama here. She's also upset, you know, about being snubbed for the Olympic team. Um, she's also, you know, denied the waiver to go play for Nigeria. 
so with her coming back, I don't know how her knee is. She seems like she's okay. Um, every report, you know, says that, but I think there might be a little fire there for her. She's coming back. Her sister, um, Chanae is close to returning as well, but not quite. And then Chrissy Tolliver is also set to return. So you will see a different Sparks team than you saw in the first half. What that's going to look like, I don't know. And obviously you're seeing the loss of Candace Parker in the offseason, just a huge, huge loss for them. Yeah, really quickly, injury returns. I was reading a, I was reading a report. I would assume Elena Deladon is a really good player, but yeah. like multiple surgeries, the type of injury, the long layoff, I would expect that that's not like very impactful, right? Even if she comes back, because we don't even know when she's coming back. She's just back on the practice floor from all reports that they indicate. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you mentioned, I mean, she hasn't played five on five basketball since they won the title in 2019. That was crazy. Um, when I read that, I didn't even realize it's a long ass time. Yeah, I know. I, I had to check that style like three times when I read it. I was like, wait, like what year? But yeah, so almost two years. Um, she's been dealing with back problems. She also, she's been really vocal about she has Lyme disease. And so she's monitoring that. And she took off the last season because of that. I don't think she was exempted by the WNBA, but she had to take it off, obviously, around the middle of the pandemic. But so she battles with that as well. She's been dealing with all kinds of health issues. Um, and then, like you said, back injury. Like, and for it to take that many surgeries and to be two years and to not be playing any five on five, as amazing as she is, there's also like an age factor there too, right? Like Brianna Stewart, she came off of a torn Achilles and wins finals MVP the next year, <laughs> but she's like 20, whatever, 23, 22, whatever age she is now. So um, I just, it's going to be back good from a leadership perspective, perhaps for them, but I don't know. I was reading an article and it was saying something about, oh, you know, um, now Tina Charles is going to have to split her offensive time with her. And I was like, no, no, she's not. You're going to give it to Tina. So. Yeah, that sucks, especially with great players and injuries like that, but that is yeah. sports and athletics. All right, Danielle Alvari with us. Before we get you out of here, any any other observations you want to share? Have you been betting totals? I am not a totals player. Like, I got to have a really good read on a total in any sport to really feel comfortable. So anything else you want to leave with us? Uh, well, I've actually – so I bet pretty evenly. I bet both. And I've won slightly more totals than spread really? bets. Only, only a small margin. Um, they feel easier to handicap for me in the WNBA than the spread sometimes. Um part of it is there's other things going on too. Like for example, like the sun, John Paul Jones was out doing something in Europe for a couple of days too. So you'll just like randomly have that happen. And then you, she comes back and you have to be like, well, how is she going to be after she comes back from that? Um, I also bet totals in the Olympics recently. <laughs> I went, <laughs> I bet on all the women's basketball in the Olympics. I went four and one on the totals. Um, and then I did one spread bet and I lost it. Um, but yeah, so obviously really hard to handicap the Olympics, but I usually bet totals. Um, they tend to be a little bit easier for me to bet, as I said, because you can really pay attention to pace of play, things of that nature. Um, and which teams are defensively strong because there's a huge gap between the haves of defense and the have nots. Um, final notes, if you're trying to get into WNBA betting, uh, if a spread is huge, yes, the team can cover it and often does. <laughs> 15 would usually be a stay away, but I mean, they will cover those nine tens for sure. Um, I like the sun. I have a ticket on them. I like Chicago sky. They struggle a little bit on the offensive side of things, but I think we're seeing an uptick in that. Um, the sun lost to the aces in the semifinals last year. You know, I, I think that they have a good shot here. Um, they're my team to beat right now for sure. And I know that it should be the storm, but from a value perspective, it's definitely the sun. I like it. All right, Danielle, where do people find you? Uh, I'm not going to butcher your Twitter handle because I don't know it off the top of my head. So where are people finding you? Oh, it's really complicated. So it's at Danielle Alvari. Oh, okay. I thought it was like DLVari7. There's no underscores. Okay. Yeah. WMBA lover 76 screen name. Yeah. All right. 
I like it. Danielle, <laughs> that, that was awesome. I, I really appreciate it. That was very informationally filled. And, you know, I like hoops, so I will ingest it in any way possible. So I'm looking forward to it. I think the season, so Commissioner Cup today at Thursday, but the season in full starts on Sunday, correct? Correct. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it again, Daniel Avari, and look for the work uh, in the future on the Visa website. Writing, it sounds like, is going to be a little bit more. Yeah. Fun, so excited for that. All right, Danielle. Thank you. Thanks so much, JBT. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.